0: YOLO. Whoever has heard of the idea of YOLO. You only live once. You only live once. And what do you think of when you hear that? What is your approach to that saying? Because how you respond to that tells a lot about us. For example, when I think of you only live once, does... Do I think that I need to then seek every pleasure, every comfort, every experience, every fun that I can get, you know, kind of soak this life for all it's worth? Or when I hear that, do I say, that means I need to sacrifice. I need to give my all to God. That every pleasure in this life is worth sacrificing and every suffering is worth accepting from the Lord because the real life, Is yet to come. And how we respond to YOLO depends on if we are earthly focused or heavenly focused. There is a examination of conscience that a number of people use where one of the questions is, Am I focused on earthly goods or heavenly treasures? Am I focused on earthly goods or heavenly treasures? Today, Jesus says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. So what is our approach to YOLO? Jesus gives us a parable to illustrate this. There's two types of servants while the master is away. The bad ones, Jesus says, they beat the manservants. They beat the maidservants. They eat they drink, they get drunk. So these servants are the masters away and they're taking it to their advantage. They're soaking up their time for all it's worth. They're taking advantage of others. The good servants are the ones, Jesus says, that have their loins girt. You hear that a lot in Scripture. What does that mean? Well, doesn't mean a lot to us because very few of us are walking around in tunics, but um, Deacon and I, we have something similar to that on, with our albs, and so you can imagine that it's kind of hard to run in this, it's hard to defend yourself, it's hard to fight and attack in a tunic such as this, and so what you do is you would hike it up, and you would pull it then between your legs, and then wrap it around and tie it in front, Therefore, you're agile, you're ready to go. And so Jesus is obviously in this parable speaking about being ready. And we always need to be figuratively ready. He says, light your lamps, these servants. These servants are vigilant on the arrival. They're distributing the food allowance at the proper times. They're responsible, they're taking care of others, serving others. They are laboring. They're doing what they are supposed to. And it makes sense to be the good servants, that Jesus says. One, I've said it many times before, is because everything we do, everything we sacrifice, everything we accept, will be rewarded. Everything. Church teaches that... The degree of our beatitude in heaven depends on the degree of charity we die with in our souls. And our degree of charity increases as we say yes to the will of God. Jesus puts it this way, Do not be afraid any longer, little flock, for your Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. So therefore sell your belongings and give alms. Provide money bags for yourselves that do not wear out an inexhaustible treasure in heaven that no thief can reach nor moth destroy. Everything will be rewarded. And then, too, the other reason why we can serve the Lord as those good servants is to remember that purgatory is not plan A, that's plan B. And purgatory is not Pleasant. We voluntarily accept purgatory because it's through that purification that we can reach our end, what we desire, God himself, and heaven. And therefore, there's joy in that suffering. But it is not pleasant, and again, it is not plan A. God desires that through this life we are perfected, we are made holy, we are purified, and therefore we are ready for heaven when we die. We're called to be those good servants. Jesus finishes this gospel by saying this line, and it's a line that really motivates me, that I think about, that is always in the back of my mind, and it should be in the back of all of our minds here. He says, Much will be required of the person entrusted with much, and still more will be demanded of the person entrusted with more. It's a sobering thought that we will have to give an account for what we have received, what we have been blessed with. Those who have been given much, much will be expected. Growing up playing sports, I think most of my teams that I was on at the beginning of the year, we had high expectations to win championships. And they were... Adequate expectations. Why? Because we were talented. We had good teams. We had great players. And so the expectations were that we would win championships. We were entrusted with a lot. We have received a lot on these teams, and so championships were expected of us. Do you think that you have been entrusted with much? Do you think that God has given? you much. None of us are in dire poverty. We live in the greatest country in the world. Most of us have relatively good health. Most importantly, you are here. Mary Jo is laughing up here. God bless you, Mary Jo. Um, Lost my thought. Oh, you are here. You've been given the grace of your faith you've been given the grace of your faith you have been chosen as we heard in that responsorial psalm you've been chosen by God blessed are the people God has chosen that is a gift for all of us you have been given much and much is expected much more is expected of you than the person in the Amazon jungle who knows nothing about Jesus and has never heard of him do you think you have been given much all the saints did. There was a common attitude of the saints. No matter what, they all believed that they were given much. Even the great saint, St. Josephine Baquita. St. Josephine Baquita was an African slave. When she was very young, people broke into her town, killed her family and her parents, stole her away, and she would have many masters until she met a very good Italian family. When Josephine was early on in her life being sold from slave trader to slave trader, master to master, they didn't know what her name was. She didn't know what her name was, and so they called her Bakita, Bakita, which means lucky one or fortunate one. They said that in a mocking way, obviously. There was really nothing blessed or fortunate about her. But then one day she saw a crucifix on the wall. And she was told that that was her creator. who creator who loved her so much that he entered into our fallen, broken world to redeem it and to save us, to show us his great love for us. And so Paquita, with that name of lucky one of being fortunate... Realized truly that she was lucky, she was fortunate for the love that God had for her. The saints knew how blessed they were, and therefore they knew God expected much more of them, and they strove for great holiness. I believe that a healthy Christian, a healthy Catholic, can be at peace in a sense where they are, not be discouraged, yet believe that they can do better. They don't get complacent. At the end of every night, I always think, all right, that day was less than perfect, and I'm striving for a perfect day. I think I've lived 120,000 days in my life or so, still haven't had that perfect day. It's like a bowler looking for the 300 perfect game or that pitcher who looks to pitch that perfect game. I know myself, I can always do more. I can be lazy at times. So the healthy Christian, I think we can avoid both extremes. Realizing, okay, we're not where God wants us yet. We're not yet saints. And so we don't get discouraged about it. We don't despair. But also we're not complacent. We realize, yes, I can do more. I can do better. To those who have been given much, much will be expected. And I think all of you have been given much. I believe God expects much more out of you. For example, I think there's even some of us who might have a very elementary, elementary understanding of the Catholic faith. And that's okay for a third grader to have a third grade understanding of the faith, but it's not okay for a 40-year-old or a 60-year-old. We need to learn our faith. There's so many resources, videos, formed.org, books, even 88.1 FM radio, Catholic radio, to learn our faith. Some of us come to Sunday Mass, and that's all we do really in our faith life. We may not do more than even pray grace during the week. Whether you're 10, 30, 50, 90 years old, you can do more. My friends, don't waste the time that God has given you I'm especially thinking of some of our retired folks, maybe, empty nesters. These are years that God can use to perfect you, to be purified, to become saints. Like Jesus said, provide money bags for yourselves that do not wear out. I believe God expects more of you. I believe that many of you can come to Mass during the week, daily Mass. Offer the holy sacrifice of the Mass during the week. My friends, Jesus said today, the Master will return at an unknown hour. Jesus will return at an unknown time. Will you be ready? Are your loins girt, your lamps lit? Are you laboring, sacrificing, offering up your sufferings? YOLO, you only live once. To those who have been given much, much will be expected. My friends, all of you have been given much, and so much is expected.